Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the studio. You are in studio with Justin Rumley and Michael Mercier, who I'll introduce here in a second. If you're new to the show, you're listening to Anchored. Anchored is a new ministry of Peoria Christian School where we gather the PCS Bible team in order to provide biblical commentary on the different claims of the culture. We know that the tides of culture ever change, but the Word of God does not. And as Christian families and a Christian school, we need to remain anchored in God's Word. Well, I'm so glad you're joining us here today for a good conversation. You are in for a treat. Uh, I have in studio with me a good friend of mine, Michael Mercier, who uh, works here actually at the middle school for Peoria Christian School. And I'm excited to get some insight from uh, from our junior hires and the guy who leads them uh, every step of the way. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I grew up in Neoga, Illinois. It's down by East Central, or it's in East Central, Illinois. And I attended uh, Trinity Christian College, um, Palos Heights, Illinois, and I met my wife there. Uh, we got married in 2006. Uh, we both went to Northern Seminary, and I graduated in 2010. She graduated in 2011, both with our Masters of Divinities. Wow, you both have MDivs. I can only imagine that your household is sacred ground. There is some good theology in the Mercier <laughs> High School. That is that is awesome, brother. Very good. So now I remember us talking earlier, and you were in pastoral ministry for a time, correct? Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, I was a youth pastor on the South Side of Chicago for five years, two years while in college, and then I went back to the church and seminary for three more years. There was a little break in between. And then I was a pastor in West Central Illinois for almost seven years uh, in a little town called Winchester at the uh, First Baptist Church small uh, congregation. Okay, so you would be a solo pastor at this church on your own? Uh, my wife was on staff Good um, at one time, and then she was always there uh, helping me. That's that's uh, actually yeah. really nice. Uh, cause I, I, I pastor a small church in Kiwani, and I've been blessed with a, a, a fiancé, and she's always on the go, but to have a wife who has her MDiv, who has a passion for ministry, you, you're never a solo pastor. When it comes down to that, so that's that's very very cool. So I guess all right. So you got your MDiv, Michael. You you've been pastoring for a time. What brought you here to PCS? We felt that the time was coming for my wife to uh, have her turn uh, in the church, and for me, I didn't have the mindset. Oh, I was just going to take the route, go to a small church, and then move up to a bigger church. That's just who I am. I'm from a small town, really small town, and when I pastor a church, that's where I'd rather be because it's more who I am, where I grew up. But we knew with her calling, um, we potentially were going to have to move on to a uh, bigger church because um, usually they're the only ones that uh, have a multi-staff. And uh, her passion is definitely women's ministry, so we know God is uh, preparing her for that. And... Um, we trusted in the Lord. Uh, basically, in 2017, uh, we left everything and uh, came to the Peoria area uh, by faith, as the scripture says. And she's the uh, family minister at Ch Chillicothe Christian Church. And she started in August of 2017. And I wanted to work outside the church because we knew the stresses of being on staff together. And we were always bringing uh, church home. And it was just draining us uh, mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. 
And we do have a son now uh, named Gabriel. Uh, he's five years old, and he goes to uh, Easter Seals uh, Learning Academy. Uh, he's uh, such a joy and uh, blessing. Um, but we knew the day was going to come for her to find her position in the church, and she uh, has done really, really well. Um, God has used her in a lot of extraordinary ways. And um, for me, I have felt that I was always called the Christian ministry. I didn't really know um, what that specifically looked like. I'm very comfortable being a senior pastor, youth pastor, working in a Christian school, potentially coaching someday, but my Army uh, Reserve career as a chaplain um, has kind of put that on hold right now because it keeps me very busy outside of school. And then also um, I have uh, always uh, really enjoyed chaplain work um, with experience in the Army and then also uh, experience in the hospital. And I hope to someday to do uh, sports chaplaincy too. And I remember uh, sitting in the living room and my wife and I were talking about Christian ministry positions outside the church, and we were looking at a couple different possibilities in the Peoria area, and not sure uh, where God was going to take us or what He was going to do in our lives. And I remember uh, sitting in the living room, and my wife asked me about Peoria Christian School, and I kind of laughed um, and said, "Well, uh, I I can't teach history because I did history my first year." I said, "Yeah, I have a history minor, but I." I didn't go to school for education. I went to school for ministry. And uh, she said I should apply. And I kind of, I laughed like Sarah did when uh, she was <laughs> told that she'd have a son in a year. There you go. And, um, yeah, it worked out nicely. My first year I did uh, uh, American history and then ge- geography. Okay. And then um, uh, God bless um, Mr. Ahn. I really enjoy getting to know him. He was our former uh, Bible teacher and spiritual life director okay. here at the high school. And I was really sad to see him go because we, f- we formed a really good friendship that year. But the Lord opened up a new door for him and his family. Um, they, I think they moved out, uh, out on the East Coast. And um, I really wanted to put the Bible position off because um, I was leaving in the summer of 2018 for my Army Reserve Chaplaincy training for three months. And I just wanted to come back to something I was a little comfortable and I knew. But then I also prayed about it, and I just felt I may not ever have this opportunity again. Yeah. Um, and this is no knock on Christian schools, but my experience in the past is that they tend to they tend to either hire within or hire by usually being connected hmm. uh, to the school in some way or you know someone. And I thought, man, I may, may not ever have this opportunity again, so uh, I jumped on it and. Here we are. Good call. Well, the Lord has worked uh, a mighty thing in your life, Michael. I just get a kick out of the fact that when you originally or your wife originally posed the idea to you, you laughed. And and it's amazing what God can do, even with situations where we look at them and think, no way. There is no. And yet here you are doing a great job here at the middle school. And uh, I, it's just such a unique, I think, combination of skill sets and even background that you have. You have a background in pastoring and seminary and chaplaincy in the military that is so unique and brings something special uh to the table not to mention you know you have a a, a great spouse and partner in ministry and even uh imagine yeah bringing church home with you as if it's work and just i i can definitely understand or at least sympathize with the, the idea that you guys have to uh follow the lord's leading and maybe that might look like not being on the same staff at some point and of course god bless you with gabriel as well 
So I appreciate your background there, Michael. So let's transition now to what you're doing specifically at the middle school, because I think at least uh, myself before coming here to PCS, I think a lot of people understand, all right, when you're dealing with the elementary school, you know, spiritual formation and Bible curriculum would maybe look uh, a certain way. Then we get to the high school and we think, okay, we're getting more in depth, we're getting more complex. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes maybe don't know quite what to do with the middle school area there. So Michael, tell me a little bit about um, as a spiritual life coordinator, Bible teacher here, what's it like doing ministry and spiritual formation with the middle school? Maybe tell me a little bit about the curriculum you're using. Well, Mr. Schobert and I have had many conversations on the direction that uh, he wanted the middle school uh, Bible department to go into. And um, I guess from my perspective, uh, thinking it through, having conversations with uh, middle schoolers, just seeing uh, the lack of just basic Bible knowledge. And I know it's exciting to uh, jump into apologetics, philosophy, and all the isms out there in the world. But from my perspective, I've just seen a lack of um, biblical illiteracy in our culture, and even amongst Christian families too, and uh, Christian youth, uh, because you figure in the average family only only goes to church twice a month, mm. um, and then you figure in all the distractions uh, with uh, you know cell phones and iPads and text messages and voicemails and everything else. And then you look at um, a lot of the uh, youth ministries out there are more topically driven, which is fine. Um, that serves a purpose. But it was just uh, over the years I've seen a lack of uh, biblical um, uh, knowledge. And I've seen a lack in the knowledge of the scriptures, like just knowing uh, what a basic covenant is or, you know, who was Isaac's wife? <laughs> and, and people, you know, you talk to people and they would just look confusing. And, and this is talking to Christians. Right. Uh, so for me, I really wanted to really focus on a strong biblical foundation. Because in reality, I think with the the ever-changing world we live in and how busy the world is anymore with uh, extracurricular activities and traveling teams and everything, that I think families, Christian families, are relying on our school probably more than ever uh, to really teach kids the Bible. Um, so for me, uh, I wanted to go in the direction of having a, a strong biblical foundation. Um, we use um, uh, the Bob Jones University curriculum. The eighth graders go through the um, the story of the Old Testament, and then the new and it's, uh, I'm sorry, the seventh graders go through the story of the Old Testament, and then the eighth graders go through uh, the story of the life of Christ. And basically, it's an introduction to the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, I don't really. For a while, I was using the word survey, but I feel like that kind of jumps over too many uh, terminologies and categories. Now, I like to use the word introduction because we um, are going literally going through each book of the Bible, giving them a bird's eye view, and then we just touch on the major highlights. And that's tier one level in my class. And then tier two, I will um, introduce them to uh, more uh, complex uh, topics, but I don't necessarily test them a whole lot on tier two level. Mainly 90% of what I test them on is uh, tier one. And then we hope that that Bible foundation result transitions into a biblical worldview. And then thirdly, we I hope that 
um, the Holy Spirit draws their hearts and they respond by faith to the gospel and uh, become a father of, follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, you definitely don't get that in the public schools nowadays. I appreciate you sharing that. And even being at the high school, it just is so refreshing to know that when we receive our students who've been at PCS for many years, that they've been exposed to a thorough Bible curriculum where they've at least have a decent grasp on the the, the depth of Scripture, so that then we can start moving into worldview, apologetics, maybe even some systematic theology. But it's impossible to do that if they don't have a basic knowledge of the Bible first. In fact, uh, myself and uh, Mr. Mercier here were at a Bible conference uh, last Friday, and a Moody Bible Institute professor was there, and he brought up um, maybe the, I guess we could say, the sad reality that when a lot of students enter Moody the first year at the Moody Bible Institute, uh, they have to almost go through, well, they do go through uh, NTOT survey, and they have to kind of reteach the Bible uh, just because of a plurality of different reasons that these students are going in and they don't have a, have a good grasp on the scriptures. And I'm glad that's not the case here at PCS, though. And if, if you're ever wondering if, if, if Mr. Mercier does a thorough job or not in Bible class, I remember one of my earlier conversations with him, he brought up how he was discussing the Nephilim with his class. And if, you, if you're not familiar with that term, Google it. Uh, you'll find out that Mr. Mercier does not cut corners. He goes through uh, all the, the the details of Scripture, and um, it just reminds me too: these middle schoolers can grasp these deep concepts, and it's you don't have to wait till high school to start having these serious, deep conversations about Scripture with them. So, I guess uh, in addition, another question that comes to my mind is: what is the biggest challenge when you're you're teaching middle school students? And maybe what's the biggest blessing as well? I would see. I would say, the biggest challenge uh, for me, two things. One is uh, learning to do more group interactive dynamics in my classroom setting because I tend to be a little more old school, uh, where I just need the Bible and uh, maybe a textbook and chalkboard or dry erase. Give board me the Bible and, and the Spirit, and you'll teach. Yeah, and Amen. I'm good. <laughs> kind of old old school preacher type but um you know just learning to uh deal with the goofiness day in and day out because it's such a precious age where they're transitioning from adult being um a younger child uh, into a teenager and uh you know something as simple as getting called to the office can turn into a circus in any class because it's middle school and but at the same time it's such a great age because uh, they still have that imagination, wonder, uh, sense of questioning, but then they also don't want to be treated like an elementary student anymore, and they, they start taking things more seriously. So it's a very uh, uh, fascinating yet rewarding uh, age uh, gr- group to uh, work with. And then I-, I would say another challenge is um, for me is uh, – you know, I, I definitely could not do the middle school chapel uh, without uh, Mrs. Palm last mm-hmm. year and then uh, Mrs. Mentes working with the students this year. They both do such so, uh, Mrs. Palm did such a wonderful job, and then Mrs. Mentes just does an awesome job with the kids because music is just not my uh, background, and I'm not uh, definitely not gifted in that. <laughs> and You're not going to sing for us right now? No, okay. no. <laughs> okay. okay. So, yeah, I'd say those are my uh, two biggest challenges. But I would say, um, 
you know, I go, the big, biggest blessing is that this is such a fun uh, group to work with. I mean, they are fun uh, and, you know, they, they can be one moment super goofy and then the next moment they can be really, really serious because I have found with fifth and sixth graders that um, they want all of your attention and they want uh, that affirmation and um, want to please you as a teacher. And then high school, they're kind of, they want to be more independent and they look like they're checked out, but they're not really checked out and they want to be treated more like an adult. But middle school is kind of, you get both extremes of that. And, um, you know, they're going through a lot of change and it's fun just seeing them how much they grow physically, uh, emotionally, and spiritually um, between their seventh and eighth grade year, and then uh, I just I, I've always seen a huge jump uh, in growth, uh, especially also between their eighth grade and ninth grade year too. Hmm. So fantastic! I appreciate you bringing up those details. And uh, Michael, we're down to our last few minutes here, and uh, I, I think we're going to have to uh, have you on again one day. I feel like there's sure. a lot more you have to offer, and even going to chapels and seeing how you run those and how the middle schoolers are excited to see you. And then you have your own little tech team run by middle schoolers there for the the tech behind chapel and you and Mr. Schobert and all the other uh, teachers here are doing a fantastic job uh, here with our middle schoolers. So in our last minute here, Michael, if you could maybe imagine a, a parent of a middle schooler right now who's considering Christian education, possibly at PCS, I guess, what would you tell that prospective parent uh, in regard to the absolute uh, importance of having a Christian education during those middle school years? Uh, I was talking to a mom at uh, a parent-teacher conference a while back, and uh, she had, I'm not going to say any names, but she had felt that maybe she was protecting her child by sending her to Christian school, and I, I just nicely disagreed. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you're giving her the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God, because you're giving, you're giving them a biblical worldview, which gives them the total view, the total reality of the universe, life, humanity, all dimensions. Um, the Bible gives you a clear picture of all that. And it's not enough just to send your kids to the church once a week or maybe youth group, hit or miss, and be in a public school because you got to look at all the hours and hours of influence uh, that they're going through versus like in a Christian school, you're giving them that biblical foundation. And, and it's just wonderful because you get 12 years to really work with them and to teach them the Bible. And even if they're coming in from a public school, um, they're still going to learn the Bible, God's word, and it's going to prepare them for a life and to see life for what it really is and see how messed up the world is and how Jesus is the only hope he's the light of the world. Amen. I, I appreciate you bringing that up. And that's really what we're about here at P, uh, Peoria Christian School is about the truth. And that's why we do what we do here at Anchored and know all the staff from the elementary through the high school. And of course, right here, even in our middle school, we are committed to giving your student and your family nothing uh, but the truth. And as you said so eloquently, Michael, that this world can be messed up. The, the tides of this world ever change, but Christ is our light and we must remain anchored in God's word. It was so nice having a conversation with you today. I thank you so much for 
joining us. And Michael, thank you as well for coming in studio with us today. And I can't wait to uh, see what our next episode has in store. We'll see you next time on Anchor. Thank you.